0: and links to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. And now, here's today's episode. Let's get started.
1: My name is Adam Homey. I'm your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. The Business Creators Radio Show is from the field, and it takes you to where you have those aha uh-huh moments and mastermind inspirations that move you closer to serving from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. This does not happen in a sterile $25,000 Hollywood quality soundproof studio, which we don't have one. In fact, today we're coming to you from the living room of my balcony and beautiful, or actually, excuse me, the living room of my apartment, which is next to my balcony and beautiful Sunny, hot Las Vegas known to some, especially me as the hottest city in America. And as I broadcast to you, I'm on my laptop and I have our two production assistants, Princess Alessandra Francesca and Princess Stella Juliana, who are accompanying me. Those would be our domestic black haired cats. So we are going to dive in and Every so often we like to do niche type topics here on the show. So this one's going to be about helping home service business owners grow their businesses. So we're talking about roofing, junk removal, HVAC, plumbing, carpet cleaning, and a whole bunch of other folks. I'm probably going to be hiring for myself pretty soon as I get ready to move and to guide us through. This topic, which is going to sort of take a little bit of a meandering path. We have a lot of different things we're going to touch on here. It's going to be pretty encompassing. We have Gary Guyman. He is a serial entrepreneur and business owner. And over the past 30 years, he's owned multiple businesses and developed sales and marketing plans to assist other business owners in growing their businesses. Gary looks to help business owners focus on growing revenue with multiple lead sources. And today, is the owner and operator of DMN8, which means Dominate Partners, a digital marketing consulting company, he helps business owners dominate their competition and market. DMN8, Dominate. Gary Guyman, come on in. The weather's fine. Adam, thanks for the introduction.
2: Uh, I'm sure you're blistering in Vegas. I don't I don't know if I uh, envy you right now, but in January, I would. January, well, I would.
1: Well, there's well, two things about that. First of all, it's relatively cold today. I think it's a brisk 94 degrees or something like that as of when we're having this conversation. And second, contrary to public belief, it can get kind of chilly here in the winter.
2: Yeah, I've been there in January. It was 65. It was freezing. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah,
1: well... Well, well, we have a lot of those days, but it, at night, it can get down into the 30s. Like, oh, really? I, I, okay. I, wish, I wish I could say I was kidding, but I'm not. See, the thing about deserts, and this is what, because people think of deserts, they think of really hot, blisteringly balmy, no humidity, nothing but sand everywhere. But deserts exist in cold climes as well, and the same things that make a hot desert hot during the day make it cold during the night makes sense interesting science behind that but anyway you between that little bit of knowledge and what we shared in your official biography this is so impressive I'm not sure I'm worthy to be here and this is my show so what we want to do here (laughs) is before we dive into this topic we're going to cover today I want to we like to peel the curtain back uh tell us a bit about your journey and your own words and what's brought you to where you are today, serving business creators from your brilliant, your intersection of your brilliance and your passion.
2: Yeah, so uh, listening to that introduction, I realize I'm old. I'll actually be 50 in a few weeks. Um, and I started, I was 19 years old. I got bit by the sales bug, uh, was in college and needed a job like every college kid, but I wanted to make as much money as possible. I was probably doing like two or three hustles at a time. And I had a friend who was selling lawn care for a lawn care company and invited me to apply. I did, got the job. And within three days from starting, I'm on the phone talking to customers from the previous year who were irritated with the company and uh, declined renewing their service because, uh, they weren't serviced properly. So I got to talk to the best of the best for them. And um, I remember the first day I was able to convert two of those people back to service. And the first one just kind of invigorated something inside of me that uh, was similar to probably fire that people feel when they find something that they're passionate about. And I realized two things. One, sales is something that I really love to do. And sales is a great way to make a lot of money. Um, And then from there, I transitioned to uh, the mortgage industry for about 13 years, Um, worked in a um, financial services consulting firm after that um, period of time, actually consulting mortgage companies and banks on reducing costs related to credit. It was a sales role primarily. Yeah. And then started a home service company um, that was... um, You know, something that I did because I had lost that job and needed to make money and um, turned it into seven figures a year revenue, sold it to a private equity company. We had already started Dominate Partners kind of uh, side hustle-ish in 2017, sold the home service company in 2018, which did exterior cleaning, Christmas light installation, and uh, went full on this. I mean, in in that 30-year period I just described, I owned... uh, four companies, two of them not had anything to do with anything I mentioned, a bar and a restaurant. Um, I don't recommend those unless you're in those industries. Uh, But the mortgage company is what taught me how to generate leads. I knew that in order to uh, get people to work for you, you had to give them something to call. And so uh, we were very intentional on generating leads. Um, We use what was called credit triggers. So if you go and have your mortgage, uh, you you go and apply for a mortgage at a bank, the credit report uh, lists the code that says you're applying for a mortgage. And so what we did, Uh we transacted with all of the credit reporting companies to get those triggers in our area and our telemarketing department called uh, and generated leads for our loan officers. And so because of the lead generation, I was able to uh, attract uh, top quality loan officers. We generated, you know, a ton of business and was able to, uh, to close a bunch of loans. Unfortunately, uh, 2007-2008 hit, and uh, I had focused on the refinance market, not the purchase market. And uh, the refinance market took a hard hit as well as uh, anything that was non-government. And we weren't government licensed, we were just state licensed. So uh, that kind of transpired into me going and getting one of just a few jobs that I've had in the last 30 years. And I worked for this company as a national sales manager. And in that role, basically took the same mindset, generate leads, find quality people to work those leads, and then give the customer an outcome that's desired um, and continued working that process. And uh, when I started uh, our home service company, I really had no... um, vision of being a uh, digital marketing agency at some point, like all I was trying to do was make money. And uh, two years into that, a friend of mine said, share your uh, share your journey on Facebook, document your journey on Facebook. So I did that. And uh, I remember somebody asked me when I first did my first live video, I said, uh, what's your goal with that? I had no clue what my goal was. Like I didn't have an end goal, didn't have a thought about Gonna to try to make money. <laughs> it was to document the journey, and so I went live two, three, four times a day. Sometimes just talking about what we were doing, our job, maybe equipment, maybe a truck, maybe a situation. And I begin to get a following. Was asked to speak at a couple of uh, association events in in those industries, and um and we start and we started to grow um, pretty aggressively because. Got really uh, good at email marketing to property managers, commercial property owners, got really good at Google ads and SEO and mm-hmm. uh, really good at social media. So we had multiple veins of leads, multiple veins of customers, and uh, and we grew. We did, uh, did just over seven figures in 2017, had another company call me at the beginning of 2018, hey, you interested in selling, was not on my mind at all, and uh, just because somebody, you know, that that intention that comes in your mind sometimes can create reality. And they put it in my mind. Then I started having conversations with people, and, and then by uh, August of that year, we had uh, we had closed and, and sold the company. And, and then I went hard helping other home service companies uh, grow their business. And really, that's you know, I told somebody the other day like. When I wake up every morning, obviously I'm I'm focused on making money. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a business owner. And that's what I'm trying to accomplish. But at the same time, you know we have about 90 ish clients, and um, my goal every day is to help them impact their community, their family, so we can change their life as well as people that uh, come into contact with it. And you know that passion is what fuels me, along with. I really like winning, and,
1: um, and I like definitely like dominating. All right. So I, that is quite a story, and I, I really appreciate you sharing that with us. I think that's just absolutely great. So as I mentioned at the beginning, this is going to be – A combination of there may be a little bit of case study, there may be a little bit of storytelling, and there may be a bit of a roundup as we go through some various questions that tends to be the nature of our interviews and our mastermind dialogues when it comes to local business. See, I like to tell the story. And this is how I can encapsulate kind of the state of where we are today and why social media, the internet and such are so important. November eighth, two thousand thirteen, I arrived in Las Vegas. I was moving here after driving three days cross country with a car full of cats, clothes, and computers. Got to a townhouse that I had leased that that morning, November eighth, which was a Friday. Got the keys, then called the place where I'd uh, gotten all the stuff that I'd shipped ahead. Had them deliver it over. And since I donated all my furniture back where I came from and decided to buy new furniture when I got here, I went to a furniture store, which I found by going to that yellow pages sitting on, excuse me, and I went on my smartphone and I found furniture company, Uh, ordered the furniture, and then came back to my place. It was about, uh, well, actually before I came back, I went to the grocery store and went grocery shopping and actually had a full refrigerator for that first day which lasted about a week uh, and <laughs> and then uh, I my furniture was coming the next day but at the moment all I had was a folding chair a, an inflatable mattress I'd owned for about five years and I'd shipped ahead my television and my DVD player so what better way to start my life in Las Vegas and by plugging the DVD player into the TV inflating the Inflatable mattress and watching the movie Casino. Well, we hadn't uh, finished the complete, we hadn't finished the opening monologue of Casino, the thing about the morality car wash and all that Mm. before I heard. That's right. And Stella's giving me that look. She remembers her claws went into my inflatable mattress that I'd owned for. Almost 10 years at that point. She was a six-month-old kitten. Had never seen an inflatable mattress before. She destroyed it. Mm -hmm. So it's about 8 o'clock, my first night in Las Vegas. And I'm thinking, what do I do now? I don't even have a place to lay down till tomorrow. So I went to the – not the yellow Pages. No, no, my smartphone. I pulled up the Chrome browser on my (laughs) Samsung Galaxy Note something and typed – cigar lounge 89128 let's go i was looking for a local cigar lounge and i added the word let's go to the search just because i wanted to have some fun with it turns out there was one uh right around the corner from where i lived the point of this whole story is we search globally to find locally mm-hmm. absolutely yeah so, with all that in mind, and I'll just ask my first question. You can combine it with what you're about to say. How should a business utilize social media to grow their business, particularly a home service business?
2: Yeah. So, you know, I I live off of two tenants for every uh, home service business, and uh, you mentioned um, you mentioned search, and then you asked that question about social. Um, every home service business, and really every business in general, should work to be found when someone is searching for what they provide service or product which is search and they should work to always be present in front of who their targeted perfect customer is so that when that comp- when that person is ready to purchase said product or service they remember oh yeah so and so company they do this and so if you're if you're utilizing social media correctly um you are answering questions that people have about your company you're always visible you're engaging you're entertaining you're educational and um most people who are business owners it's crazy like uh we we could take someone who's a business owner take them to something that they really enjoy you mentioned cigar lounge we could go to a cigar lounge and um you know enjoy our finest, uh, their finest Rocky Patel or, uh, Monte Cristo, whatever you like. Right. Ah, okay. You okay. You're my kind of people go ahead. Arturo Fuente. And, um, I, I love cigars. I just had a, a beautiful church last night. So, um, uh-huh. we, we go to the cigar lounge and Adam, you know, you're, uh, you're chilled out. I don't know if you drink or not, but whatever, you're, you're smoking your cigar, you're kicked back. You got your legs crossed. You're, having a great chat with me and, and we're, you know, uh, being a little vulnerable, right? But I could put a camera on you and tell you to talk about your business and something clicks and says we can't be as laid back and as vulnerable as we are personally. When I believe that in order for your business to grow, and in, in order for your business to be uh, trustworthy, like you have to be able to be able to relate to your audience. And some of that requires vulnerability. Some of that requires you being yourself. And um, some of that requires you just being authentic, right? But for whatever reason, when we're talking about our business on social media, we got to be prim and proper. Um, we uh, we here at Dominate Partners, we, uh, we we prescribe to a set of core values. One of those core values being production over perfection. That doesn't mean that we push out garbage work or sloppy work, it just means that we're going to beat our competitor to the finish line. We'll make it right and it'll be right, but we might make a few mistakes along the way. We won't wait until everything is absolutely perfect before we start. And that's where most business owners are stuck. They either can't bring themselves to kind of loosen up and be themselves on social media. Or they want everything to be so, so perfect before they even start. And in doing either one of those, in my opinion, the best or, or the, 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 the most valuable currency in business is speed. The first to the to the line or the person that does it the quickest usually is going to make just as much money as, as someone that's established that's trying to, to do the same thing. Um, Tesla comes to mind. You know, there are multiple Automobile companies that are out there, regardless of what you think on, of Elon Musk or Tesla, they are dominating the electric car space. Why couldn't Chevy do that? Why couldn't Ford, Toyota, whatever, right? Um, because Elon decided that we're going to race and get there before them. It doesn't have to be perfect. We're just going to try to make it as perfect as possible as we go. And in that thought process, he's created a pretty valuable company, Um So what do we take from that? What do we take from that? Be authentic. We take from that, do what you need to do to engage with your audience and with your your prospects and then do it consistently and constantly. If you practice those three things on social media and you find the platform where your people hang out the most, I know a lot of people like they try try to be everywhere on social media. I say pick one or two platforms and wear those out. Like Facebook and Instagram is typically where I'm at. I know TikTok is the new thing and it's great and you know, on and on and on. It's just not where my prospects typically are. And I wanna dominate Facebook and Instagram before I move to another platform. There's some in my space that really go hard at YouTube and that's fine. I have a decent YouTube presence, but it's not something I focus on. I make a lot of money off of Facebook and Instagram and that's where I focus my time, my effort and my content. And my content typically is mostly about me, my family, the things that I do, and oh yeah, we also help business owners dominate their market. With that mindset, you can be very, very successful on social media. You just have to get past the stuffiness and the typical ways that a lot of business owners want to approach social media. The word is social. (laughs) Be be social. And uh, if you can break through... You can really uh, do a lot of things with in social media uh, to, to dominate your market. We have a local plumber here. They um, they are very good at social media. Um, I don't do marketing for them, but I know the family really, really well. In fact, the guy that uh, started the plumbing company was uh, was the person who leased me my first commercial space when I was 22 years old. Um, and he passed it off to his son who actually coached in high school uh, basketball. And uh, they they have grown into an eight-figure home service business, um, and they did it because they are consistent, and then their content is engaging. And recently, they just did a commercial that uh, they put everywhere: social media, TV, on and on and on. And they called it the Poop Diaries, and it basically was plumbers reading books about poop. Yeah, um, it was very. Uh, it, I mean, that commercial won won a local award for marketing um they you you are in this market everybody knows who jolly plumbing is because of that and other things that they do with their brand so i don't necessarily say you got to go to that level but you got to come up with ways for your brand to be memorable and that's what social media is all about
1: yeah i i remember this might have been about a year ago there was a it was some sort of small local business. It might've been landscaping. I can't remember exactly, but this company's Facebook page made an announcement that their employee of the month was being rewarded with a three-day fishing trip. It was the owner and he was the only employee of the business, <laughs> but he had his, he had his business page announced that they were sending him on a three-day fishing trip as a reward for his great work. <laughs> that one went around the world. I mean, it was just, it was just a, it, I mean, it was like playing on one of the oldest jokes about small businesses, particularly local small businesses. And it went global.
2: Yeah. Uh, I believe I was on Facebook, wasn't it? It was actually yeah. close to here. It was in Tennessee. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I knew it was Midwest, but yeah.
2: I, I don't remember the exact type of company, but, um, or it might've been Arkansas, Tennessee, Arkansas. One, one of those uh, places, a little south from me. But yeah, yeah, he uh he did a Facebook post and it, it basically, as they say, went viral. And um, I mean, he had all kinds of attention and I'm sure he's gotten business from it.
1: Yeah. It's those things that people remember. Uh, I mean, yeah. So you have an HVAC company, they're gonna come uh they're gonna come fix your air conditioning. So you have one. So here in Las Vegas, there are two HVAC companies I think of all the time that and it has to do with their marketing. One is Gettle, G-O-E-T-T-L, and part of their marketing is you may struggle to spell or pronounce a name, but you know they're going to come fix your, you're, they're going to come fix your HVAC. And mm-hmm. then the other is simply called the Yes Man. You call him up, and yes, he'll be there. Right. Now I'm actually slightly butchering their taglines and such, but we know about Gettle, we know about the Yes Man. There are probably fifty other HVAC companies, but what do these two have in common? They're not actually speaking of how cold they'll make your air conditioning or how warm they'll make your furnace. Right.
2: It's they're going to get there. And that's the pain that the person calling has. Like that's their problem. Like they want somebody to come now Uh, when your air's out, you don't want to wait three days. Um, Yeah. So the problem that they have to solve is how to get there quickly. In fact, You mentioned Gettle. Uh, The guy that owns Gettle, I mean, he's a celebrity in the HVAC world. Like people don't want to open HVAC companies in Vegas because they know he crushes other companies. Um, Yeah. And uh, he does it because of what you just said. Like he focuses on the problem and then he solves the problem, which is another another part of how to use social media. Um, A lot of home service companies want to focus on you know, the latest technology that they have or how beautiful their trucks look or their licensing or their insurance. And, you know, like what I always say is well, every company has that, right? Every company, just because you're talking about it doesn't mean that every other companies don't have it. And two, Uh most most customers could care less, like, you know, what your uh, truck wrap looks like, or, you know, how much millions of dollars of Insurance you have, they they would only care if they needed to to go after it, right? Um, what they care about is the problem that they have at hand, and the problem they have at hand is my toilet is overflowing with crap, my HVAC <laughs> unit isn't running right now and we are dying, um, my water isn't coming out uh, clean like it should, it's rusty. Uh, I have a leak in my roof. Like they care about that problem being fixed as soon as possible. That's what they care about. And so yeah. putting content out that shows that you're in tune with fixing those kinds of problems continuously, consecutively, and showing your work that you're actually doing that kind of thing is, uh, is what's going to get people to want to uh, utilize you. And then in search, like when somebody searches for um, the thing that is broke, at their house that they need a company to fix or repair or replace, making sure that your website or your online listings talk about you fixing problems, not why you think you're the best. Like if you prove that you can fix problems, fix the problem, show the problem being fixed and keep doing that Uh, saying, well, we're the best because we have this. No customer cares about it. Every customer in the world listens to that same radio station. What's in it for me. And the majority Uh of your benefits and features of your company aren't in it for them. What's in it for them is you fixing it as quickly as possible. And if you can meet that demand, then you're going to get work and you're going to be busy. And I believe that stretches across more than just home service. That's the majority of companies. Why is Amazon the most successful retailer? Because you can go on your phone and in some places you can have that item in six hours. Like that's better than getting out of your, leaving your house, getting in your car or calling an Uber, whatever it is, going Uh to a Walmart, a Target, having to go through all that, maybe getting arrested because they said you didn't really self-scan, like whatever the problems they're having now, right? You can just go to Amazon, search that item, boom. Worst case, you get it next day. Who doesn't love that?
1: Well, yeah, and uh, with all the problems that come with that Amazon delivery. I mean, I I mean half over half my Amazon deliveries have been screwed up. And mostly it has to do with, and I'm not going to take up because I know you have a lot to share. Over half of them can be written down to the delivery person was just freaking lazy and didn't <laughs> feel like doing their job. Right. You think you think about it, uh, that means worst case scenario is they send another delivery person who actually felt like showing up for work that day. And you get it the next day. Wow. Uh, yeah. In the grand scheme of things, uh, having to wait an extra 12 hours for something you ordered today is right. pretty much a first world problem.
2: Yes. So but, but, Adam, but, but Amazon. E- e- but e- e- Amazon even if they make mistakes. E- yeah. yeah. Even if they make
1: mistakes, though, you're still going back to Amazon. Right. Well, it's because it, it, when you look at it by the numbers, it's still the best deal in town. Right. They can right. improve. And if you keep letting them know how they can improve, they'll eventually figure it out or decide it's worth figuring out. Or they may look at the numbers like Ford did in the 1970s and decide that uh, if a few of those pintos blow up, it's cheaper to just pay the insurance claims. (laughs) Now, now, here's a question I'd love to ask, and this is going to go slightly off to the side. And I ask this in so many different contexts, but I think it's important here. What is the job of a criminal defense attorney? Keep someone out of jail. That's it. Keep somebody out of jail. Uh, Contrary to public perception, it's not their job to prove that their client is innocent. It's their job to demonstrate that their client is not guilty beyond reasonable doubt. Their job is to raise the reasonable doubt and ultimately to keep the person out of jail. If I were in a situation where I needed a criminal defense attorney and I was looking at doing some time for something, my bottom line is I'm not doing a fucking day in jail. Mm-hmm. my it's, it's not about my reputation, it's not about whether I was right or wrong. It's not about whether I was guilty or innocent. The bottom line is I'm not going to jail. That is their one and only job is to keep me out of prison. Anything having to do with reputation management or my financial situation would have have you i'll deal with on the back end
2: right
1: i'll i'll i'll, I'll write a heartrending book about it and go on tour <laughs> <laughs> but uh but see but see that that that's the thing that is the job of the criminal defense attorney is to demonstrate is to raise enough reasonable doubt that their client cannot be convicted right that's their job Absolutely. uh with uh what is, what is the job of the HVAC person, to make the air conditioning cold or to make the heater hot? What is the job of the plumber, to make the water run? Mm-hmm. So going back to your point about licensure, well, that should be displayed on your truck. Uh, you, you add <laughs> yeah. it to the decal underneath. Here's your license number. Anybody can look it up. There's a public website. You can check and confirm the license is, uh, is active, current, and doesn't have any sanctions against it. That's easy. Uh, I mean, but, but getting into, uh, our trucks and our license and everything else, that would be like the Ritz Carlton advertising that they have clean rooms, right? If you're going to the Ritz Carlton, that's kind of expected. Yeah. I mean, you're, I mean, uh, yeah, I, and I've stayed in some pretty nice hotels over the years. And when I get up into the nicer level, uh, my concern, believe me, the fact that it's clean is like so far foregone. Right. I I mean, extended-stay America cannot sell itself to me promising me a clean room because I expect the room to be clean. <laughs> exactly. The, the, only, the, the only way that the room's cleanliness is going to come up is if it's not there. You know what I want from an extended-stay America? I want to know that I could stay there for five days and it would cost me less than two days in some other hotel. I want to know it's a 10-minute Uber ride from where I have to be for my seminar or conference. And the part I like most is that I want I don't want people going in there and rearranging my stuff. That's why I like to stay America. Yeah. If if I already know that I'm traveling to another city and my main purpose for being there is an activity that's going to keep me out of the room 18 hours to 24 hours anyway, I'm simply reallocating my financial investments and not spending $300 a night on a room I'm barely going to see the inside of. However, if I'm going to a resort or I'm going to an experience weekend, that happens at a hotel or a resort, then yeah, I'm staying in their room because it's part of the experience and I'm going to be there more. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: I mean, as, as a, as a business owner, regardless of what uh, you know, what vein um, a business service product, whatever it may be. And, and, and I've been told this probably a hundred times, and I probably have said it a hundred times identifying the problem solving the problem and then solving as big of problems as you possibly can is what equates to making money um we we, we want to uh, create all of these things that we're doing or create kind of in our mind what we think we're doing when like you just said you know what is the role of the criminal defense attorney keep me out of jail I, I don't care um, if he has a good argument, to uh, to uh, to the judge on different motions. Don't care. All I care about is I'm not going to jail. At the end of the day, either yeah. not guilty, or we sign a plea agreement to where um, I gotta do some uh, you know time that is uh, out and free, but it's giving up my time. Right. Uh, I don't want to go behind bars. Like that's that's your that's what your mentality has to be with your business. Is what problem am I solving? And how can I effectively relay that message to everybody and anybody? And that's where social comes into play as well as search. You make sure that your messaging is consistent across the board about what problem or problems you solve. And if you're consistent in that messaging, people are going to find you. They're going to utilize you. And then as you're used more, then your trust and authority is going to grow because you're getting reviews and people are recommending you. um, But it all starts with the identification of the problem that you're solving. And until you figure that out, um, it's very difficult to be successful in any marketing. Um, That's the base and the foundation of all marketing. What problem do I solve and how do I display to my prospects, potential customers, how we solve the problem?
1: Right, 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 right. So what, in your opinion, Gary, is the number one marketing source that business owners should be utilizing to accelerate their growth?
2: Um, to, to me, it is a social media platform would be number one. Uh, okay. Where do your prospects exist? And um, you know, I we we like to use uh, targeted data because our most of our uh, customers prospects are homeowners or commercial property owners. So we can go and get a list of homeowners in a market and that fit a certain criteria. So let's say we have an HVAC company that, you know, they want to work with upper middle-class homes. So we go and we get a list of homeowners in these zip codes, $500,000 plus. Uh, we grab all their information. We upload it into Facebook and we run ads to it. We constantly put out social media messaging and we're constantly in front of those homeowners, consistently and continuously. We email them, um, and that messaging is the same across the board. But without that targeted data, you can still go onto social media, um, run ads if you choose, or post content consistently and continuously. Look, you want to you want to bust into a market and get your um, get yourself to be seen and known on social media. You have to be continuous and consistent. And what that basically means is you have to be on that platform a heck of a lot because you have to build engagement. So let's say you have a thousand people that are following you on social media. The typical algorithm, and I'm going to pick Facebook because I know it the best. The typical algorithm is probably going to show it to three to four percent of your followers. So that means 30 to 40 people are going to see a piece of content. Yeah. And if they engage with you or you message them or whatever it may be, then they're in your algorithm consistently. So you can begin to build that from three to four percent to six to eight to where where people hear viral, you know, where it's been shared out so many times and so many people see it. But in order to get that engagement increased, you have to post consistently. You see, there there used to be this thing. It was called the TV guide. You get the TV guide. And you go and you figure out what day your show was on. Oh, it's Thursday at eight o'clock on NBC. So every Thursday at eight o'clock on NBC, my show was on. I knew it was on. It's the same way social media works. You need to be consistent with when you're posting, how you're posting, what you're posting. So that platform says, okay, they are going to be consistent at this time, every day, every week, through the month to post that content. So then you can help to hack the algorithm. The other way to hack the algorithm is to have people Interact with you. I call this your mafia, right? So uh-huh. you have friends, family, people that work for you, whatever. You post a piece of content on social media and they like it, they comment, they share it. What that does is it keeps your content on the wall longer. Used to be with Facebook, you could identify that your content would stay 15 minutes longer for every engagement on the so called wall. Well, now I'm not sure it's 15 minutes but you stay on that wall and you get put in front of more people when your content is liked, commented, and shared by multiple people. So you post a piece of content, you have a text, you know, you have a text group. Hey, I just posted a piece of content on Facebook. If you would go like, make a comment, share it to your page. If they work for you, that's easy to do. That's your job. Go do it. If they don't, Hopefully you have friends, other business owners that you can do that with. And by doing that consistently and continuously, you're putting that content in front of more people and the platform is keeping it on the wall longer. So you don't have to spend money on ads to push that content, or you don't have to spend as much money on ads to push that content. So the consistency, the continuousness and the engagement is what matters. And that's how uh, you get your message out. And in my opinion, if you are starting a business or you're trying to grow a business, like social media is the first place that I would start. The second place is Google Maps, local maps. Uh, You mentioned it at the beginning, search globally for local. Well, Google Maps is where local services are found. Like if you're in an area and you're trying to find a restaurant, Google Maps is probably where you're going to go. If you live in a city and you need a plumber, carpet cleaner, whatever that thing is, you're probably going to end up in Google Maps. In fact, Google says... 60% of all local searches end in Google Maps. So that means they don't click on ads and they don't go to the organic listings. They go to Google Maps, 60%. So you figure um, six out of 10 searches for your services end in Google Maps. So where should I be? Google Maps. So consistently on social media and I work my butt off to be on Google Maps. How do you get on Google Maps? How do you stay on Google Maps? Easy. Content, get reviews make sure that you're uh, adhering to Google's terms and conditions and make sure you're updating your website consistently. I said, easy. It's not easy. You have to do the work. Um, yeah. And there, there isn't this uh, quote unquote secret science to SEO. Every marketing company wants to make it sound like it. it's not. There's it's activity, not. I've been activity, activity, around for 20 activity, years. Activity.
1: I've been around for 20 years and I can tell you, that between every alligator, penguin, and panda that uh, <laughs> comes up, at the end of the day, after the dust settles and all the fly-by-nights are cleared out, the same two things still remain in the pan after the flash, one of which is high-quality backlinks and the other is persistent consistency of content creation. Yep, you just said it. I mean, we
2: utilize, uh, you know, we built some tools that help to... um automate the authority and the trust using Google's API that helps boost rankings. But at the end of the day, I can't boost rankings for something that has garbage content or isn't linked appropriately uh, to outside sources telling Google that this is legit. Right. So like you said, you focus on content, you focus on backlinks. Well, how do I do backlinks? Let me give you an easy hack to do that. There is a site it's called Help a reporter out.com reporter out.com, right? Harrow. Exactly. Go register on Harrow, put in the keywords or the services or the products that you sell. And anytime that a question is asked around those, you'll get notifications. You can view the list every single day. I think they put it out three times a day. Uh Um, I try to answer questions daily. If something relates to what I do, I think I've been uh, bylined or mentioned uh, five or six times. It's not like you're not going to get a hit all the time. But those are links back to both your website as well as to your social media. And um, those typically are pretty high domain authority links and you're pushing content, building your expertise, building your authority, and, um, and you're getting backlinks. So that's definitely a way that, Again, putting in the work, doing the things necessary to get that authority, get that trust. But if you're a local business, look, <laughs> you want to do everything that you can to put as many eyes on the stuff that you do as possible so that you get as many customers as you can.
1: Right. Like that guy that uh, announced that they their employee of the month is going on a three-day fishing trip to Alaska. We're, we're a year later. We're talking about it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, th- I mean, th- I, mean th- I mean, think about that. Yep. It, was, it was it was it was it was a it was a joke, and we're and we're we're still talking about it, and uh, and I' probably crossed both of our minds that hey, what was that company's name again? If I was in the middle of an interview, I'd go look it up right now.
2: Yeah, I can't. Um...
1: I'm I'm drawing a blank. What's wrong? No, I'm saying with, with your
2: with who you were talking about, the name of the Oh name. oh oh okay,
1: yeah, yeah. That that's my that's my whole point. But the fact is, it doesn't really matter. We remember right. the meme.
2: Exactly. So exactly. that
1: same company talking about the quality of the work they do. Well, really? That's <laughs> gee, I would hope so.
2: Right. And I, and I, you, you mentioned a good point, like um different types of content. Is what you have to also work with and test. Like, and that's that's the same for uh, social media. It's the same for Google. Like, okay, so like I, you know, I did a lot of live video. Live, live video is great, but there's also other types of content. You mentioned memes, uh, images, uh, long long form copy, like all those types of things. And and different people are going to engage with different things. And so you, you have to be willing to test that, push that content out um and 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 be continuously looking to see okay what works the best what what isn't working is great how can i change how can i improve that and we get caught up in doing our business work you know working our business and we don't realize that those two pillars of, of marketing social media and search are sitting there waiting on us <laughs> to do the work so that you can be found. And um I think most people get overwhelmed by that word uh or phrase content creation. And if you just change that to document your journey, document your journey. Like, don't try to quote-unquote create content, document what you do. Uh document processes, document when you have a problem, customer asks a question, document the answering of the question. Like document the journey you're producing content. It doesn't, you know, doesn't have to be a brainstorming session of how are we going to produce content for the next 60 days? And what's the topics? Well, it's it's
1: editorial calendar. Okay, so, uh, uh, all right. So I have, I have a question for you. And this yeah. will kind of bring a few things together. I noticed, now I'm in the business of helping entrepreneurs and small businesses launch your podcast. So naturally, before we got you on the air, before we even got you on the air, I went in search of the answer of the question. This scary guy's—he possibly gonna need a podcast. That was the first <laughs> thing I wanted to know about you, and it turns out that you have two of them. Yeah, you well, have. Really... Uh, yeah, yeah, you have. Uh, dominate the day and dominate nation, where you use D M N eight. Dominate. Now, my question That's for right. you is: uh, my question for you is, why do you have podcasts? What does that solve for you?
2: Um. So, I have uh two things I'm trying to accomplish with podcasts. One, get my content uh, to more people than just social media. Right, there yep. are people that listen to listen to podcasts that don't necessarily aren't necessarily active as much on social media. So that's number one. And number two, the podcast is also part of creating authority. Um, so one of my goals is to speak on stages which I speak probably four or five times a year so, sometimes a little bit more um, but one of my goals is to speak on stages where business owners and entrepreneurs are and uh, there's a couple different topics that I can talk about but I use the podcast as a way to get my uh, my name known and, uh, and and get information about me you known it's the same reason why we uh, we've went on this, uh, on this podcast, or I think this is probably since, uh, yeah. we started June 1st, uh, about my 15th or 16th interview. Yeah. Um, and so the purpose is get into other people's audiences so other people can know who I am, what I do. And, um, you know, obviously if, uh, if they need home service marketing, we sure want to help. But at the same time, if, uh, if someone needs a speaker, or they need someone to shed light on something at an event, then that's part of of the purpose. So awareness is um, probably number
1: one. And then, um, you know, number two is authority. So if I had found you before you launched these two podcasts and showed you the podcast reach system, do you think it would have been likely that I would persuade you to work with me if I explained to you uh, a whole lot of stuff about, uh, pixel rates and video bumpers no. <laughs> that pro- that probably would have moved you uh would you have actually gotten excited if my marketing included the science behind choosing a voiceover to to, to narrate your intro and outro scripts
2: probably not
1: no no, no. that probably wouldn't have been the clincher <laughs> right there uh would uh let, let me think of let me think of one other thing uh I probably could have persuaded you to put this website on a separate domain than now.com, but it wouldn't have been selling you on the idea of having another website. Based on what you've told me during our conversation, what might have gotten you interested in doing that was hearing that it gave you a portal to do search engine op- optimization and search engine marketing using your guests to tap into their SEO and SEM efforts and drive it to you. Would that have been, would that raise your curiosity a little bit? Absolutely. How about, uh, how about the idea that knowing that with all the pandas and alligators and everything, every time the flash goes through the pan, the two things that remain are high quality backlinks and Persistent, consistent content generation, and knowing that a podcast accomplishes both of those when you syndicate it out to other networks. Yeah and, then, yeah, yeah, and then and then and then what if I told you that building it on a separate website was a dedicated website for that podcast was a protection against the possibility of being canceled by some random whiner, and B, well, actually, I would also call this also A is. Should major media in your local market be looking for a local business to feature in the segment, or even somebody to become regular one of their regular contributors? Would they be more likely to get booked on that local TV show's public interest section by having a website to sell stuff, or having a website that establishes establishes them as a personal authority in the industry?
2: Yeah, I mean. All of those things. I mean, all, all of those things. Getting yep. my authority and established. Like the that's the. Re- I mean, you heard me. That's the yep. reason why I do this. And, exactly.
1: Uh, yeah. And that and that's why you're here today. You're looking to expand that reach, expand that authority. So exactly. when I see when I see pitches for podcasts, like launch your podcast in a weekend, uh, I know I know people that actually offer that, and I'm thinking, okay. I will never hear from any of your clients because that model taps into people's urges to check off a box. Right. And Hey, there's a market for that and they are making mint off it. And God bless them. There's abundance and there's enough for everybody. So I'm not going to knock them for doing it. I'm just saying that's not my market. Those podcasts tend to come and go. These are the ones you find randomly on Spotify and Apple podcasts and such that have 12 episodes. You wonder whatever happened.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But when I can tap into some of the things that we discussed, every, re- every podcast reacher that we've graduated has been persistently consistent with their podcast, using it to generate not only search engine and human attention, but also accomplishment of their business goals. And some of them have been added for almost two years at this point. We build something that people want to keep doing. Right. So- One other thought for you, and this, I think this would be a great way to finish up because it does go to what grandma homie used to call stick-to-itiveness, and this (laughs) actually actually goes to project management systems. You have a team, you're probably going to have a project management system, and people debate, which one should we use? Should we use teamwork? Should we use Monday? Should we use Asana and probably 10 other names I'm not thinking of right now? And I say there are a few basic criteria. Which one accomplishes what you need now? Which one accomplishes what you need, which you believe you'll need in about six months? Which one allows you to create dependencies so that you can establish workflows illustrating to your staff and your team members the importance of accomplishing deadlines and making them want to do it? And fourth, but actually probably most important, which one's going to be fun to work with? Because if it's not fun, they're just not going to do it. And they're going to put you in a situation of, well, I'm not going to use your project management system, but if you try and make me, I'll quit.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. And and and, and that, that tool for a lot of companies is one of the tools that they probably cycle through different iterations of different um, systems because they don't go through the process of the questions that you just had those top three things. Yep. Um, and they pick something that has nothing to do with why they should be using it
1: they have committee meetings about committee meetings they have committee meetings about analyzing the features and functions and then having a sidebar debate that goes on for six weeks is where they should commission their own system because nothing out there does exactly all 27 of the things on their wish list each one only does 26 right yeah but the bottom line is to me It works now. It'll work in a few months. It'll actually get people to do their jobs and to support each other. And it'll be fun for them because if it's not fun, they're just not going to do it. So that leads to my final question for you as we wrap up. With all this stuff, helping home service business owners grow their businesses, all the things we discussed about the technologies, the platforms, the processes we use here, what do we do to make it fun so that people actually keep doing it?
2: That's a good question. Um, I, I think number one, um, you you have to enjoy what it is you're doing. Um, and I don't think you know you or I are going to do anything to make it fun for someone uh, if they don't enjoy it. So I think that's number one. You have to enjoy what you're doing, and you have to find the true passion of why you're doing it. I said earlier that you know I wake up every day wanting to impact people's lives. Did I say I wake up every day trying to generate leads for companies? No, I want to impact people's lives. Now generating leads is how we're going to help impact them and helping them perfect their sales and marketing systems. But our focus, our underlying purpose is is to help them make changes so that they can impact the people around them, their family, their friends, their community. And um, with with that being a focus, I'm excited and it's fun every day. And I think every business owner, every entrepreneur has to um has to have that underlying purpose and 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 maybe maybe it is fun for you what you do um every day in and out in that grind. Good. But if it's not, figure out what the real purpose is of why you're doing it. So, as Adam said, you can enjoy it and have fun because if it's not, you're not going to want to do it. I know countless entre- entrepreneurs, that they became entrepreneurs because they were in jobs that they hated. And that's why they left them. But they were making yeah. more in that job than they were starting out as an entrepreneur. So it made no sense at all for them to leave that job and start their company, except for the fact that they hated their life. So if you're not enjoying it, if you're not having fun, then you got to do something to make sure you are having fun. Because we only get one of these lives. And uh, if, if you're not enjoying what you're doing, you're not um,
1: being an impact to others then what are we even doing well as i and building upon what you just shared i like to say that even if you believe in reincarnation you don't know for sure what your previous life was about right and you don't pick what your next life is going to be about you only get to do this one once you may think you know what your previous life was about i mean i actually believe in reincarnation and i have an idea what i think my previous life was but can i prove it no I have absolutely no evidence whatsoever other than intuitive signals that have been sent to me and manifested through uh, rebirthing and other types of hypnotic and meditative exercises. But I can't reach out and touch it. I can't tell you. And as far as what my next life is going to be, there's nobody handing me a menu saying pick one. (laughs) So got to do this one the best you can. All right. With that, uh, I want to extend an invitation to our listeners. The website is salvonow.com, S-A-L-V-O-N-O-W.com. This is where you're going to find Dominate Partners, DMNA Partners. You're going to find those two podcasts I mentioned, and you're going to discover more of what you need to, as a home service business, generate more leads, find more customers, and grow your market share. And seriously, if you loved anything that – Gary Guymon had to share with you today. He's on Facebook. He's on Twitter. I think he's on, yeah, he's on LinkedIn as well. Connect with him. Tell him you heard about him on the Business Creators Radio Show. As you can see, pretty straightforward guy, pretty open to a conversation. I think it would be a great benefit for you to engage with him. And with that, Gary Guymon, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor, believe me, in education. Appreciate it, Adam. Thanks for your time.